WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Those were two brand new tracks from You Only Get a Few, the new album by Upstate. The track we just heard, Catalpa, and we heard Lovers and Friends. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR YouTube channel, as well as giving a like and a follow on the Facebook page by the same name. I'm thrilled to welcome a first-time guest today. Let's get him on air. Dylan, you with me? I am. Wonderful thing. All right, beautiful. Let me do a brief intro here, if I may, for the listeners of Local Motion. I'll start off by saying, Atwood Magazine, quote, says, with a warm soul, tinged folk core, strong pop sensibilities, and a taste for gorgeous harmony, upstate are all too easy to fall in love with. Blending folk, R&B, gospel, rock, and jazz influence into an alluring but often hard-to-categorize sonic identity, the band has garnered respectable comparisons to early Lake Street Dive and Fox, acts who, like upstate, broke genre molds without missing a beat, literally, unquote. Multi-instrumentalist, composer, improviser, and recording engineer Dylan McKinstry is the newest member of the band Upstate. He engineered, mixed, and produced the band's newest album titled You Only Get a Few. 
which was just released March 31st. Dylan has worked on film scores, collaborations with theater and dance companies in Minneapolis, New York, and Boston. And with that, a warm first-time welcome to Local Motion, Dylan McKinstry. Wow, thank you. It's great to be here. I feel like I, I should send whoever wrote that article a, a thank you note, yeah. a fruit basket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Atwood Magazine, and um, I think that encapsulates the, I guess, you know, everybody tries to like fit themselves into some sort of a genre, but sometimes you're not, you know, and you're just a little bit, you know, doing different things. But Dylan, before we talk about Upstate, since you're the newest member, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. Um, you're from Minnesota, and your dad was a recording engineer. Is that all correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I grew up in a fairly uh, supportive household of becoming a, a musician and recording engineer, which I feel like was fairly lucky, And uh, but it also meant that I got firsthand experience understanding that I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I wouldn't be a millionaire. I would just be... Uh, spending a life making creative music and loving what I do. So, so that was great. And, and, uh, you know, Minneapolis is a great music town and and my dad had a recording studio, um, just South of Minneapolis. And he, he was a, uh, guest engineer on and also helped to build a lot of the really legendary famous studios, uh, in, in Minneapolis in the eighties and nineties. And so he sort of has a, a big engineering background. And so, Needless to say, when I when I'm working on something here in Brooklyn, New York, um, when I'm recording something, I often will spend uh, at least an hour or two a day on the phone with him, just kind of picking his brain and asking for advice. Did you were you part of like when he was doing all this engineering when you were younger? Did you go with him? Did you learn that? Absolutely. Way? Yeah. Oh, oh man, I, I yeah, I spent tons of time at the studio. Although I will say that. Um, my, uh, sort of my, my first passion, uh, was, was just performing and, um, you know, I, I kind of sashayed between a lot of different things and ended up sort of down this track of solo guitar, solo finger style acoustic guitar playing. And I did that for many years and, um, it was funny. It was really only about six or seven years ago that I, I finally, uh, bought some microphones and called him and said, Hey, actually, I feel like I, I, I need your help. <laughs> uh, I actually need a lot of help. And, um, and so I, I didn't really have a, a huge interest in, re- in the recording part of studio life. I was really interested in being a studio musician and being a performing musician. And it, I sort of, I feel like I kind of took the side door into recording engineering, um, partly because I just wanted to record myself and I wanted to get good at it. And, uh, through that, I just, you know, I started getting clients and who knew, and, and all of a sudden it was off to the races. Oh, that's amazing. I love when that just organically kind of happens. Yeah. And, you know, it's really fun too, because my, uh, my dad actually played a fairly big role in this, in this new upstate release. Um, uh, just sort of, um, you know, mostly as in a way as a performer, he, he played all the Hammond B3 tracks, um, and uh, and so those were recorded at his studio in Minneapolis. It's amazing what technology can do nowadays. Tell me what your that's first. Right, that's right. Tell me what your first instrument was. Yeah. So, um, gosh, uh, you know, uh, my parents just have all this sort of anecdotal stuff that they, um, you know, that they say about me playing music. You know, when I was sort of uh, using pencils to bang on a, a piano bench when I was two and things like that. Um, but I, I really, I really took to playing drums uh, and percussion when I was young, and, um, 
and played, you know, for a long time. And then it was sort of uh, when I was, you know, 13, the age that everyone wants to sort of pick up an electric guitar is when I picked up an electric guitar Mm -hmm, (laughs) and and started playing that. It's been funny, though, because uh, recently, um, you know, in the last year or so, I've actually started performing um, with a a whole host of of music projects as a drummer for the first time. Mm. Uh, and, And so it's this really sort of full circle moment where, my uh, my performing life has actually allowed me to also be a drummer sometimes too, which is really great. Is it true that you're self-taught? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know uh, I would say self-taught until I um, went to college for music. Um, so I a, a complete 180 from self-taught. Um, I I had an opportunity. I, I was in Minneapolis and I had uh, just stopped playing with a band that I was playing with. Uh, fairly regularly there and I was feeling kind of footloose and I decided after meeting somebody in Boston I decided to apply to the New England Conservatory um, where you got in on a on full a scholarship I did I did yeah Damn, that's pretty um, impressive I know I know I, I was I'm I, I'm honestly just as surprised as everybody else um, <laughs> you know I, I think uh, I think I had a, a good audition um, I, you know I think I was a good candidate for the school and for the program that I applied for. And it really um, changed my life significantly. And so that was, that was the moment where I really started taking lessons <laughs> um, was, was in college. And that was later too. I, I had been playing full time in Minneapolis until I was about 25. And um, that's when I applied for school. And so I was kind of one of the older students in the, in the program. So what um, was your degree? What were you going for at uh, NEC? Yeah, so it was a it was a program that um, has since changed its name, uh, but um, and I, I'm not even sure what it's called now. But it was called the Contemporary Improvisation Department, and um, uh, Sarah Jarosz was a graduate oh. of that same wow. um, department, and uh-huh. yeah, and so she, she and I overlapped uh, for a year, and um, and it essentially uh, felt, um, despite what the name might suggest, it sort of felt more like a, a co- composition and sort of. Um, uh, arranging and and songwriting program where you just took a sort of holistic view of music in its entirety and what it can be and what it can't be, um, and that includes uh, just tons of uh, the the sort of um, disparate different styles of music all coming together into sort of one classroom essentially and it was cool because you know the otherwise the school um is very tailor-made to to sort of western classical music and the classical canon yeah that's what i was gonna say here we are yeah so here we are we're just sort of a bunch of like you know musical weirdos kind of making making noise and writing cool folk songs and um and you know uh you know playing a lot of like um, f- you know, free improvising music, um, drawing references from from all sorts of uh, genres all over the world, all sorts of music traditions from all over the world, in an attempt to sort of make our own personal style. Right. Um, and that felt really up my alley as somebody who was not really all that interested in just tapping into a music uh, a music genre that had already been sort of mastered by so many people. Right. I just, you know, my chops aren't, aren't good enough. <laughs> you know, I wasn't a good enough player to sort of be the world's greatest uh, classical guitarist, and so I had to find another approach where I could express myself. Right. Well, you must have done something right to get a full scholarship. So um, 
you know, that's it's pretty impressive. Um, lots of great musicians have come out of that school, that's for sure. So you go from Definitely. Minneapolis to Boston, and what happened after Boston? Where'd you go, to Brooklyn? I went to Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, it was as simple as a phone call from a friend um, who, who had just uh, found a, a rental house um, in South Brooklyn in a neighborhood called Ditmas Park. Um, that's kind of known for having these large houses with yards. And uh, um, this friend found a house and said, hey, we're trying to fill rooms in this house. What are you doing? And I realized that I wasn't doing anything in Boston anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just graduated and I didn't really have any plans. And so, um, you know, after after a lifetime of sort of this kind of mystery of New York City, I finally decided to give it a try. And that was about seven years ago. Wow. Wow. Well, great story. And um, yeah, there's no place like it. I understand you were also a featured soloist with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. Was that during your time at NEC? That was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got I got very lucky with that, actually. Um, there was a, uh, my, my uncle in California in Sonoma County plays in and helps uh, as music director of the Sonoma County Philharmonic, which is a, um, a community orchestra mm-hmm. um, just north of San Francisco. And they um, uh, gave me a, a young artist award um, and, and had me play this mandolin concerto uh, that was written by Avner Dorman and you know, it's this 20, 20 minute long, very, very beautiful, really technically challenging mandolin concerto. And I spent months and months learning it and went to California and performed it. And then a few months later, uh, Avner Dorman, my understanding at least is, I haven't gotten the full story, but I think that uh, either Avner Dorman's sort of manager um, or uh, the composer Avner himself uh, saw the performance on a video um, and suggested uh, that I, I be considered for the performance in Winnipeg, wow. partly because the person, the mandolinist who it was written for wasn't available. Mm. And, uh, and I sort of, I actually feel pretty lucky that I'm sort of uh, uh, second in line <laughs> for, yeah. for that piece. Um, and yeah, so I, so I got to go to Winnipeg and um, uh, a local uh, New York legend, Meredith Monk was, um, headlining the the music festival that wow. this was played at wow. um and yeah and, and i mean as you know uh, as everybody knows it's a, an incredible orchestra the yes. winnipeg symphony so yeah. Yeah. um i felt very very lucky my daughter was trained classically on violin so i'm pretty like in tune with a bunch of different orchestras and stuff because she's taught yeah. me well you know so um yeah yeah, yeah but that is that's a really yeah, that's cool, cool that's a really cool thing to be asked you well, know it, yeah, yeah, and so she she must tell you just the and you must know that the sort of power of what it feels like to play oh. on a stage with, you know, eighty musicians behind you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's a really powerful sonic. It feeling. really, and truly it's just is rumbling in your feet. She really yeah. loves chamber pieces, and now she's getting into bluegrass. And she's graduated; she just graduated college as a performance degree major. So, um, she's finding cool. her way, like you, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 doing her thing. Um, so back to Brooklyn and composing music. Has that always like been there as with you as well? Like when you first picked up your instruments, were you composing at that point, or did that come a little bit later on? No, that actually really started very, very early for me. Um, as soon as I, you know, I picked up an electric guitar at thirteen and joined a, a metal band. Um, <laughs> Would you, know, you call yourselves? 
and <laughs> and uh and so you know and and i was uh you know f- sort of small air quotes here i was i was right uh, helping to write and compose these these uh, songs but you know any any foot in the door of of writing music uh, is important and honestly i i look back on that time of playing music as being some of the most fun i've ever had playing mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. um and uh and yeah and and then i i transitioned to acoustic guitar and, and started um, focusing and, and studying this guitarist named Michael Hedges. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I don't know yeah. if you're familiar, but oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and so I, I became um, truly obsessed with, with Michael wow. and playing and his style. And so I started detuning my guitar and, um, and writing uh, these, you know, composing these pieces. Um, you know, just sort of based on, um, you know, it's funny with fingerstyle guitar, you really start with technique first and then you build these little melodic sort of nuggets out of the techniques that you learned. And so it's a very technical kind of guitar playing. Um, but again, it was sort of like I was getting, you know, spoon fed these little opportunities to write music and create these sort of longer ideas out of, out of music. And, um, and so, yeah, from a very early age, I was, I was writing. He um, he was phenomenal, Michael Hedges, yeah. and um, yeah. his yeah. work. I mean, it's jaw dropping, and it's just mm-hmm. how does somebody do that on a guitar? He was um, ahead of his time, one of those, you know. And um, yeah, yeah, no, I've really yeah. thoroughly enjoyed his music. I got to ask you, what was the band name when you were in high school? That metal band. Oh man, yeah, um, I, it was called Social Evil, ah. um, which which was uh, yeah, it was the best we could come up with, and we <laughs> even had a uh, GeoCities website. I don't know if you remember GeoCities, no. um, <laughs> but it was one of the very first sort of do-it-yourself website. Oh, nice. Um, hosting platforms. <laughs> so we had a little website. It was great. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I always love to hear um, when I talk with musicians every week um, what their first band's names were, you know, and some of them can't remember, but I think they just don't want to say them. <laughs> you know? I was going to say, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it's such a formative experience being in your first band right. that I remember every second of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And now you come to this wonderful band who was formerly known as Upstate Rubdown, and now is Upstate. Tell us about how you became part of them. How'd you guys meet? Wow. I mean, it was, you know, I, I'm going to start um, sort of a little bit at the end of the story and then work my way back, which is that um, the band uh, played at the Mercury Lounge mm-hmm. uh, a couple of nights ago as part of the release tour for this record. And someone walked up to me and introduced himself, and it was the person um, who is 100% responsible for me being a part of this project, wow. and I hadn't met him yet. Um, essentially, what happened is that the the band was looking for um, the band in 2019 was extremely busy, had an enormous amount of touring on the books, um, and had a member who couldn't who couldn't be in the band anymore for various reasons, and uh, they were looking for someone to fill in. And uh, and a lot of names were sort of um, a lot of people reached out to um, and uh, somebody reached out to this person who said, I don't know anybody, but I have a friend who might. And that person said, I don't really know anybody, but I have a friend who might. And sort of six or 12 degrees of separation later, um, I got a phone call from Harry D'Agostino. Ah, um, saying, uh, you know, hey, I'm in this band. Uh, would you be interested in coming on the road with us? Are you, you know, are you available for that? 
And, um, you know, like any good sort of freelance musician who only seems to, you know, get as much work as we possibly can, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just said, sure, of course. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I I was trying to sort of uh, build up, build up my opportunities here in New York still and, um, you know, and, and, and going on the road with, with a band was something I was really into. And, uh, and so, um, I did, I toured with them for the rest of the year, the remainder of the year. And, um, and then of course we all know what happened in, in early 2020. Yep. The breaks um, came on. The, the, the great break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. Isn't that and it? what happened after that, which was, uh, you know, this this is kind of, you know, the, the sort of genesis of this recording project is that um, we had all these songs that had that had begun to sort of um, develop and, and life was getting breathed into them a little bit. And a lot of that was, um, you know, the the natural sort of like progression of the band that was already happening without mm-hmm. me as a part of it. But, you know, a, a, an amount of the, the sort of writing and arranging process that was happening, I think was kind of um, not due to me in any way, but sort of inspired by a new presence in the band. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a little bit of new energy happening. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we decided, um, you know, in the, in the late summer of 2020, um, we decided that uh, it wouldn't hurt to get together and be safe about it and make a record. Uh, and the reason that it felt right to do is because simply because we didn't have any idea what was going to happen with our careers, with music, with anything. Um, and, uh, we thought, well, here's this opportunity to, um, with, with very little, um, pressure, um, outside pressure of any kind, just make a really good record mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and see how it goes. And, uh, and so we, we made all these, these plans um, to, to meet up in Marlboro at a place called The Building, yeah. um, which is a recording studio um, uh, run and, and owned and operated by Lee Falco. Yeah. Um, know it and, well. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And, and uh, so we, we blocked out um, – you know, a week at, at the, the building and uh, did the basic tracking. Um, and, and I was engineering and, and producing and, um, and kind of, you know, the rest is sort of history. We just, uh, throughout this, the whole process, we were, um, we were finding ourselves in situations where the right decision was always just to kind of follow the music and um, keep it close, keep mm-hmm. it within the family and keep the decision-making about what we wanted to hear and uh, without thinking too much about the sort of commercial success of or, or sellability of anything. It was kind of just directed entirely by our own desires as musicians uh, to, to hear what we wanted to hear. More and, of that should happen. Um, yeah, well, and I think I think more of it kind of is happening in a way. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, the, the business is always going to sort of make a lot of demands of people and, um, you know, direct a lot of the, um, a lot of the show for many bands. But I do think that, um, you know, with, uh, you know, you think about, I, I, you know, I wasn't really aware of it at the time, but looking back now on like the mid nineties, you know, and, and even early nineties of, of recording, um, 
it was really very hard to make a record without a record deal. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard to make, um, to make, uh, the kind of work of art I'll have access to making, which is very cool. I think in Mm -hmm. a way, um, it kind of, it takes away a little bit of uh, business for me as a recording engineer, but I do think that the people have access to, to good quality music making and music recording opportunities. Um, and we just found ourselves in this position where the band had gone through so many changes and um, so much was up in the air that it really just felt like a cool opportunity. Um, and for me, a very cool opportunity um, to kind of uh, wear these two hats that yes. I had been wearing on separate occasions, which is, you know, sideman, um, you know, music performer, touring guy. <laughs> And recording engineer, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, where when I make records with, with people, I, I often, you know, play a lot of the parts and um, and do a lot of the producing and work really closely with the artists. And and so I got to sort of wear both of these hats. And the result for me was um, was that I, I wore both of them very differently than I would have if it had been separate. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, the music got way closer, I think, to all of us. And we got sort of much more intimate with the music making process and very little of it left our hands. I mean, you know, um, the, all of the, all of the guest musicians on the album are either very close friends or family members, um, including, including, uh, Mary's husband, Connor played piano Mm -hmm. on a couple of the tracks. And my dad played all the Hammond B3 parts. I even flew to Minnesota to engineer the sessions with him myself, which was, as you can imagine, um, you know, uh, as as the mom of a musician, was a very cool experience <laughs> getting, getting to involve him like that. Oh, he must have been so happy too. That must have been such a moment for him. Yeah, he was thrilled. Yeah, he was thrilled. Yeah. Now the album, and he the... worked extremely hard. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet you put him to work on it, it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the <laughs> album released just last week on Royal Potato Family, a great company there, headed by Kevin. And um, talk to me about your title. I love the way that the first song, "Lovers and Friends," it's a ten-track album, starts out with this long exhale. Yeah. Talk about. Yeah how you thought of that, how this title came about? Well, I think, um, you know, to be perfectly frank, I think a, 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 uh, the easiest answer is that I didn't think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was sort of, you know, it's like an artist doesn't really think of the color purple. They just sort of see what's in front of them and they try to figure out what to do with it. And I had various um, takes of Mary sitting down and playing an acoustic guitar part um, as the base, you know, foundational track of that song. And uh, I think it was maybe take one or take two. Um, she she sat down and I said, you're rolling. And she gave a big, deep sigh and then started in on playing. And uh, even the song, the production of the song went through many, many iterations where a lot of stuff got piled on top really early in the song. And I went back and I listened to that moment and I thought, oh, I, we already have the beginning of the song. Mm. You know, it just it was mm. already there. I didn't I tried to cover it up with all sorts of other stuff, but we already have the beginning of the song. Um, and, you know, it, and it felt a lot of the record feels kind of archival in mm. a way to us because we were archiving this very special moment in time, not just the songs and the, the years that they took to sort of develop and 
um, and become themselves. But uh, really, this the snapshot in time that was the that special week uh, during COVID, where we were completely immersed in this music making process. And you know, as part of that, as part of that archive, it felt only right to include um, the sort of the human. Uh, you know, preparation for the beginning of a song mm-hmm. is is to really calm yourself down and, and take that deep breath. And what a great way to to sort of introduce the the feeling that you should approach listening to the album with mm-hmm. um, is you know sort of one of like acceptance of that that kind of human experience, that human part of it. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah and, you know, I, I think it says a lot more than than even I can say about it. And and I just felt like it was cool that it was already there. Right. You know, we didn't have to. And, and in a way, I feel like my my um, my favorite opportunities being a producer of albums, um, the sort of the moments that really stick out to me are the moments where I don't make a decision. I sort of unmake a decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that I made. And I think, oh, well, that wasn't the right thing. And I pull something back and I think, oh, the right decision is for me to keep my hands, my filthy hands off of this mm-hmm. moment and just let it be its perfect beautiful clean self yeah keep it simple sometimes right it's uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's really true so you've yeah. got 10 tracks on this wonderful album so i have had the other two upstate albums also they're all beautifully done they always really are they take um wonderful time in their craft and it's just i've really enjoyed this band um and Thank i you. look forward to seeing you in it and now in this new a couple of years people have grown lives have changed um the music style is a little different but not really um and it's just really a beautiful album i can't say enough about it um you are touring in support of this album i'm sorry that i missed your show you were just at colony in woodstock this past sunday and then i think you're going back out on the road next week april 13th down to baltimore and then down to dc all correct that's right yeah that's right yeah 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 Yeah. so much fun yeah we're we're excited to be back out on the road. It's it's a it's a fun and sort of beautiful, challenging life experience being a touring musician, and but it's a, it's one that really brings a lot of joy for us. You'll be back in somewhat in our area. You know, I always say people listen all over the world, right? So it, when you're back in the Hudson Valley, that's where I kind of put my bubble on this show is just focus here on the Hudson Valley. So when I say you'll be back in the area, you will be back in Albany on May 5th at Lark Hall. But I highly suggest anybody listening, just go to the website. And I love your name. You tell us what your website name is. It's Upstate Loves You. I love that. That's so wonderful. (laughs) UpstateLovesYou.com. I mean, you know, that's a that's a great name. And there's a lot of great info on that um, nice bio. And you can listen to your music band camp. I, I'm a firm believer in supporting musicians and buying music directly um, from musicians when you can. So I think band camp is probably the best way, right, to have people buy music if they do that. Or... Yeah, you know, you can uh, you can. Uh, purchase uh, the record. We can we we have the ability to ship vinyl. Perfect. So if if anybody wants to buy directly from us, there's uh, there's just no cut involved. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, you can even probably, I, I don't want to, uh, I actually don't know this side of things, but I think you can probably go to Royal Potato Family website as well. And they you can probably just find copies to buy locally from them too. Yeah. Now you're going to have at your shows, do you have your music there as well, like your vinyl? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that would be the thing to do. So yeah, I'm like a, just a firm believer in that. Um, I mean, if you must download, of course, your music is available via download as well. Again, Upstate is the band. You only get a few is the new album um, and LP vinyl. That's so cool that you put it out on vinyl. It's it's definitely oh, yeah, made course. quite the comeback. Uh huh. It sure has. It sure, and it feels the album when you listen to it, you'll see why. I mean, it really feels like it needs to be spun on a record player. Yeah, yeah. And um, I like listening to albums in the order that you have them. You know, and just a full album, listen to it in its entirety. It's just wonderful. Not everybody takes time to do that, but when you can that's do that, then you can get, really get a feel, right? If you start from yeah, the beginning yeah. to the end, and it's like, okay. Now I've got it. Um, so, right. yeah, yeah. So, Dylan, it's it's been a pleasure. Congratulations on this really phenomenal release. You guys put so much effort into it, and it's just organic. It's just raw. It's beautiful. And um, bravo and brava to um, all of you in Upstate. You really did a phenomenal Thank job you. on Thank this you, Rita. recording. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And uh, you guys, again, you'll be up in Albany on May 5th at Lark Hall, upstatelovesyou.com to keep up with all the great music. And um, we're going to pl- play a couple of tracks. Talk to me a little bit about Patty's Diner, which is what I'm going to spin next. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I had to sort of have you play um, the, the only... Uh, track on the record actually sung by the songwriter Harry D'Agostino. Um, uh, this is his first time singing, um, you know, at least the singing lead on an album. And uh, he, he, you know, would be do a better job of telling you the story about this song than I would. But um, this song just completely came to him when he passed a, a vacant billboard sign um, driving in the Hudson Valley. And, uh, and um, the song just completely came to him um, you know, almost, almost in a day. And, uh, and we decided he decided he should sing it. Uh, and, and the process of, of recording it was, was as quick and organic as, uh, the process of writing it for him. And let's wish um, Harry, so Harry a, really special one. let's wish him a happy birthday. Because oh, he, that's right. he had a birthday yesterday, if I remember correctly. Gosh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, happy birthday to Harry. Happy birthday to Harry. Okay, so that's perfect. So we'll we'll play Patty's Diner. Going to play I'll Come Around, and then I'll probably play one Beautiful. when my show ends at 6 o'clock, too. But I'll keep spinning this. And uh, again, congratulations, Dylan. I always appreciate the time of anybody that takes the time out of their day to come here and, and talk on the phone. And I look forward to meeting you in person someday and keep on keep on having fun. Great. Thank you. Well, that is that is the main objective here is to have fun. So Absolutely. Safe thank travels you, and enjoy your tour. All right. Thank All you. Right. Yep. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Dylan McKinstry from Upstate. Let's listen to Patty's Diner right here, right now on 91.3.
There's a vacant billboard sign out on mile 49. I was sure by now somebody would have bought. Cause it's a magnet to the eyes of anybody going by. And every time I get a glimpse, I get the thought that I ought to test my luck and finally sell my sister's truck. It's just been sitting in the driveway since she died. More than life keeps wearing thin, the more her dreams start creeping in. The image just gets brighter in my mind. Saying, Come to Patty's Diner, where the coffee's fine and the company's finer. And that picture of her grinning while the oven's catching fire, I can see it now. There's a spot I'm looking at. Used to be a laundromat, but it's all been boarded up since early May. And Bill can't stomach the idea, says Holly, you're not thinking clear. And you haven't done since Patty passed away. Well, it might be that he's right, cause I keep sitting up at night with her talking at our table late last year. And when the radio comes on, there's an ad between the songs. Don't take all that long until I hear her pitching come to Patty's Diner, where the food is fine and the folks are finer. And she's laughing while she says it, but she's serious as hell. I can hear it now. She'd say, Holly, what else am I supposed to do? It was hard to overlook that she was such a lousy cook. Man, she couldn't cry an egg to save her life. But if you harbored any doubts, she knew how to talk them out. Make you certain that it all would go all right. And that we'd open that is done. Where the coffee's fine. Company's fighting, and the kids could wait the tables. Me and Bill pick up the slack. I can see it now. I can see it now. I can see it now.
913 WVKR. I'll come around. And we also heard Patty's Diner with Harry D'Agostino on vocals. Like apparently, as today's guest Dylan says, that was the first time he he sung on a record. So congratulations, Harry. And it really sounded great. So and happy birthday also to Harry. Thanks again to today's guest, Dylan McKinstry from Upstate. The band's website is upstatelovesyou.com. Brand new release, brand new album just released last week titled You Only Get a Few. And they're going out on tour next week. They'll be up in the up in Albany in May. And again, just visit their website and um, stay tuned. And a really great band to see live also. So we've played four out of their 10 tracks. I am going to play some more later on in the show. We're here from four till six each and every Wednesday. I am your host, Rita Ryan, here with Local Motion. Please consider again, if you haven't already, subscribing to the YouTube channel, Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR, and also perhaps giving a like and a follow to the Facebook page by the same name. 
We are going to play some music here. I always start off every segment where I don't have a guest by paying tribute to the late Tony Falco, who opened up the Falcon in Marlboro um, back in 2009 in the location where it is now. I um, He left a really cool playlist, and I pick a track in, new, in the order that he put it on the playlist. And um, today we're going to listen to a little bit of Solomon Burke from Tony Falco's playlist right here, right now on 91.3. Your phone, and I'll come and 
913 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. The band is called Tombs Dixon, which is comprised of Jack Petroselli and Rich Pagano, both of which are part of the Fab Faux, and also in the band bassist Ben Sverin, who was my guest here not that long ago, and Jay Collins, saxophone, played with uh, Greg Allman, uh, Little Feet, Midnight Ramble, Levon Helm, all kinds of people. Great band. They'll be playing this Friday night at the Falcon in Marlboro, and they'll be playing Saturday in New York City, if you're down there, at the Cutting Room. Again, the band is called Tombs Dixon. They also are on social media and have a website. Starting us off was Solomon Burke, the title track from the 1963 release, If You Need Me. It was released, um, as I said, on... um, in 1963 on Atlantic Records, and that's part of one of the many tracks, one of the several hundred tracks of Tony Falco's playlist, which we play a track from here each and every time we have a segment where there is no guest. So that's how we started off. And um, thanks again to Dylan from Upstate for being my guest here today. Um, Apparently I made a mistake and it's not Harry's birthday, the band member of Upstate yesterday. It was a different Harry. So my bad, Harry, happy birthday in July when it really is your birthday. So I had it mixed up with another, um, you know, person on social media also named Harry, totally different last name. Sorry about that. Um, But anyway, thanks again to Dylan um, and congratulations on Upstate's new release. You only get a few. You can visit their website, upstatelovesyou.com. And um, it's also out on vinyl for all of you that are still collecting vinyl or starting to collect vinyl. I should say it stopped for a while and now it's back. Um, So, yeah, they've got vinyl available or download. So whichever of those you prefer, that's how you can get their music. Again, Upstate. UpstateLovesYou.com. And, uh, okay, so we'll do our legal ID now. It is 459. You are tuned into Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. I am your host, Rita Ryan, here each and every Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you music of the Hudson Valley. The next two artists, by the way, I also want to say... Listen up, maybe 10 minutes away, we're going to be doing a ticket giveaway here for another phenomenal show happening at the Bardavon in Poughkeepsie on Friday, April 28th with Amanda Palmer from the Dresden Dolls. So we're going to be doing a ticket giveaway, not now, in a little bit. Um, I'm going to play these two tracks. I'll come back and then we'll do the giveaway. All right, so don't call in yet. Call in after these next two songs. This is both uh, songs that we're going to play now. Both tracks are brand new music, a husband and wife, um, different recordings. But uh, Chuck Lamb is where we're starting this off. Chuck Lamb's got a brand new uh, CD out called Take Two. Let's take a listen to this, and then we'll follow it up with Rhea, his wife's new single called Want to Be There. So let's take a listen to this right here right now at 91.3.
91.3 WVKR Want to Be There. Brand new single from Rhea Curley. And this is the new single that's going to be the title track of her upcoming EP. And she's going to have an EP album release concert at the legendary Cafe Lena up in Saratoga Springs on Friday, May 19th. So mark your calendar. And if you're up that way or want to go up that way, you'll be seeing a great concert. Rhea Curly. A guest on this CD is Chad Lefkowitz Brown. And again, the single is called Wanna Be There. So you can get that. Um, I see it on YouTube, but you can get it wherever you stream your music. Rhea Curley, C-U-R-L-E-Y. Beautiful vocals on that. And congratulations, Rhea, on this wonderful new single, Wanna Be There. And prior to Rhea, we heard her husband, Chuck Lamb, his new CD titled Take Two, featuring Chuck Lamb on piano and Jorge Gomez. And um, the two of them have an eight-track album that just was released. We heard the track Unclassical Cubana. I thought that was so catchy. I wanted to share that with you guys. And that's the first single from this new release by Chuck Lamb. Chuck Lamb, longtime uh, pianist with the Brubeck Brothers. And he's been on the show before. I've got to have Gotta have them back sometime, Chuck Lamb. And uh, maybe we'll do a Chuck Lamb and Rhea Curley show sometime because the two of them are unbelievable musicians. And um, yeah, we could, it's a good idea. I'm talking out loud, but I think we'll do that. Thank you also to Michael for calling in. He heard the track from Tombs Dixon, and uh, hopefully we'll go check them out Friday night at the Falcon. So it's like the greatest reward for doing this show is when somebody calls in after they hear music they like and go see them live. You know, there's nothing quite like supporting live music. Phone call, please. I'm on the air. I can't pick up the phone right now, so call back in a little bit. It is 5.11. You are tuned into Local Motion. And guess what, folks? It's time to give away a pair of tickets. Please be available to go. Don't just call to win tickets. The show is Friday, April 28th at the beautiful Bardavon Opera House right on Market Street in Poughkeepsie. And it's an evening with Amanda Palmer. Here's what the bio says on their website. Amanda Palmer is a singer, pianist, ukuleleist, best-selling author, world-famous crowdfunder, and activist who simultaneously embraces and explodes traditional frameworks of music, theater, and art. She first came to prominence as part of the punk cabaret duo, the Dresden Dolls, earning local global, uh, earning global applause for their inventive songcraft and wide ranging theatricality. April this year will see Amanda present her only solo shows for this year, three cities only, as she now turns her focus to creating the new Dresden Doll records with drummer Brian Viglione. An evening with Amanda Palmer will be an intimate, irreverent, and raucous night of old favorites and new songs that Palmer is workshopping for the upcoming Dolls record. Reflections and stories from Palmer's two recent years stuck in New Zealand during the pandemic and the usual surprises that make every Amanda Palmer show a unique circus of feelings. That's the bio on the Bardavon website. If you'd like to go see Amanda Palmer, 
at the Bardavon on Friday, April 28th. You can be a lucky caller by giving us a call here. You and a guest will go see the show. Again, please be sure you're able to attend that night. It's not fair to somebody that would be available and then the tickets are empty and the seats are empty. So please be sure you can call, come to the show before you call. But if you can come to the show, you can give me a call here now at 845-437-7178. Again, a pair of tickets up for one lucky listener to see Amanda Palmer from the Dresden Dolls at Bardavon Theater in Poughkeepsie, Friday, April 28th. All you have to do is be the lucky, lucky caller here at 845-437-7178. Please be sure you're able to go to the show April 28th, and you get to go see Amanda Palmer from the Bardavon. Not from the Bardavon, at the Bardavon, Friday, April 28th. Again, the number here. 845-437-7178. And let's listen to a track by Amanda Palmer right here, right now on 91.3. My friend has problems with winter and autumn. They give them prescriptions. They shine bright lights on him. They say it's genetic. They say he can't help it. They say you can catch it. But sometimes you're born with it. My friend does fight. He gets shakes in the night. And they say that there's no way that they can. of me who can i blame for it i say it runs in the family the family carries me to such great lengths to open my legs up to anyone who had me it runs in the family i come by it honestly do what you want cause who knows it might fill me up and run from the city, can run from the lot, I can run from myself, I can run from my life, I can run into debt, I can run from it all, I can run till I'm gone, I can run from the youngest and run from the cause, I can run using every last ounce of energy, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot run from my family, they're hiding inside me, God is a light, carry it if you like, but just don't tell my Yeah. 
Marry the interstate Finally revealed my fate I watched the sun turn red Outside Virginia at 6 a.m. As I rode along I started to hum you this song Something new and different then Motel dirge inside my head It goes like this I love you, baby And your wrists are white as stars I marry the human race It's flawed and filled with hate can't change their minds We can only sing the songs we write We go like this I love you, baby As you sleep beneath the stars Don't forget now I love you Baby, as you spin beneath the stars We can only be who we its way takes you far afield where it's hard to know just what is real when you're a long way when you're a long way from home when you're a long way don't forget now Love you, baby, as you spin beneath the stars. You can only be who you WVKR Mark Delgado, the album called Wildwood Road. We heard Mary, the Interstate. I don't think I've played that on this show. It's a really great 12-track CD um, that Mark put out here, I think about two years ago. Mark Delgado will be performing twice this weekend in Beacon, both times. Saturday at Dogwood, Saturday evening, and then he's doing Sunday brunch at Town Crier. 
Again, Mark Delgado, Saturday at Dogwood in Beacon and Sunday at the legendary Town Crier for brunch. And check out uh, the great lineup at both of those places. And I'll be going over what's coming up at both places soon, too, during my musical segments happening. We also heard music from Amanda Palmer, Runs in the Family, and a huge congratulations to James who called in and won a pair of tickets to see Amanda Palmer of the Dresden Dolls at Bardavon in Poughkeepsie on Friday, April 28th. Tickets still available at bardavon.org. And again, a huge congratulations to James, who's going to go check her out. And let's see. Right now, there's a great show happening tomorrow night. I'll tell you more about it when we listen to the music of what will be played at this show. This new single is called Hi-Ho Silver by John Menegon. We'll talk more about tomorrow's show after we take a listen right here, right now on 
91.3 WVKR. It's live radio, so for some reason that track literally just stopped in the middle of the music. Let me see if I can do anything to get it back. All right. I can't. So in the meantime, we'll move it on, and uh, let's take a listen to El Jury. 91.3 WVKR. Estoy en 
912 913 WVKR Algeria no puedo cruzar I do not speak Spanish Alex Alexander on drums and Winston Roy on bass joining her um she recorded up in Rhinebeck this great CD algeriamusic.com We've had her on the show. If you look at the YouTube channel, you'll definitely find it. And El Jury is just a powerhouse of a performer. She's a great guitarist. She's over in the Netherlands touring right now. And she will be in Troy, in North Troy, at the Sanctuary for Independent Media on April 21st to see Latin star El Jury. Again, April 21st, Sanctuary for Independent Media. You can also visit eljurymusic.com and check out all her great releases and videos. And yeah, as I said, she's up in uh, over in the Netherlands now touring. We also heard two minutes of a song uh, that was intended to be about five minutes long by John Menegon. The single is called High Ho Silver. That'll be part of the uh show tomorrow at Jazz Talk at Senate Garage in Kingston. The, the show is called Sound Embrace with the John Menegon Quartet featuring John Miguel Pilk on piano, Chet Doxis on tenor sax, and Jim Doxis on drums. And John, of course, bass and composition. So this is new music out by Jen Ma- John Mon- John Menegon. Tickets available at jazzstock.com. You can also probably just show up tomorrow. It's at the beautiful Senate Garage in Uptown Kingston at 4 North Front Street. Jazzstock.com. And, oh my gosh, I saw this amazing concert Friday night at part of the Pauling Concert Series um, at the Trinity Pauling School with the great Catherine Russell, the great jazz vocalist. And um, she never disappoints. And the band that she has is just ridiculously good. And um, the guitarist for Catherine Russell is none other than Matt Munisteri. Munisteri. And he's been on the show before, and he is just such an eloquent guitarist and so wonderful that I thought I would play a track of his um, today here on the show because he's also a local resident. And since that's what we do here on Local Motion, um, today we'll play a track by Matt Munisteri. This one's called Deep Henderson here on 91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie.
Hush now Don't explain Just say You'll remain I'm glad You're back Don't explain Don't explain What is there to gain Skip that Lipstick Completely yours Try to hear folks chatter And I know you'd cheat Right and wrong, they don't matter When you're with me, sweet Hush now, don't explain, you're my joy and WVKR, brand new, up-and-coming artist. Her name is Emily Mazella, and this was sent to me 
by um, the producer of this brand new album. The album is called Awakening. Emily is 21 years old, folks. That voice that you just heard. The song was by Billie Holiday. Don't explain. Again, the new album just released is called Awakening. Recorded at Scott Petito's NRS recording studio in Catskill. Joining Emily on on uh, vocals and on this CD is Lonnie Leibovitz on piano, guitar, backing vocals. The bass is by Michael Getz, drums and cymbals by Jason Anderson, and conga, bongos, ankle bells, and chimes by Casey Oliver. Listen for the name, folks. Emily Mazella. You might be hearing more of her soon. Website, emilymazellamusic.biz. She studies at um, SUNY Purchased Jazz Department, 21 years old. And she just released this amazing EP, this amazing um full-length album. It's 10 tracks. In the fall of 2020, her first release was an EP entitled Freedom of the Note. And here's what jazz vocalist, the legendary Sheila Sheila Jordan says about Emily, quote, Emily is a beautiful singer. It's a joy to know that we have beautiful, young and talented singers keeping this incredible music alive, unquote. Sheila Jordan, jazz vocalist. So, Thank you, Lonnie, for sending me this really um, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous CD. And um, I will have to have Emily on the show before she strikes it big time somewhere. That's for sure. She'll be like Samara Joy, right? That, you know, played in the little clubs and then Samara Joy won two Grammys this past year. And um, now, uh, yeah, she's playing all the big festivals. Emily Mazzella will have two shows. There's an album release celebration um, at the Ford Piano Shop on Sunday, April 23rd. And then in August, she's got a show at the Palace Theater, emilymazzellabiz.com. Check out her website and keep, keep an eye out for some up-and-coming young talent there. We also heard a track by Matt Munisteri, Deep Henderson, And um, Matt is a phenomenal guitarist and arranger and composer. He was on the show a few months back and thoroughly enjoyed my time having him on the show. He plays a lot with Cat Russell, Catherine Russell, and um, I was lucky enough to see them just perform the other night in Pauling Friday night. And um, what a show. Matt Munisteri. He'll be with Catherine Russell at the NOLA. New Orleans Jazz Fest is coming up. He's also going to be with uh, Catherine Russell this weekend at uh, DC. MattMunisteri.com. It is 543. I'm going to play a track or two and then we'll do musical happenings. Stay tuned for that. Here's my friend Carl Allwire, Light of Day on 91.3 WVKR. WVKR, something's going on with computer that it's not allowing me. Here we go. Carl Allwire.
bring it down here. Go back to my first apartment on the west side of Syracuse, New York. Mm -hmm. Venetian blinds are open the light Just enough to let in the street light And the shadows paint lines over everything in the room There's my chair by the phone, my coat on the floor Look like dark horizons that lead to the door On that old Christmas candle you Carve the words I love you Since you've been gone There's nothing right Sunday night dance to that sexy radio show. Oh, hips locked tight, your neck sweating glow. Oh, sweet night we'd cook. Supper slow. And oh, by the way, you left your candle, babe.
man, nobody does it better. Where did I go wrong from the only one and only Martin Sexton off his acclaimed album Live Wide Open? I am so thrilled to tell you guys that Martin Sexton will be my guest here. Yes, on Local Motion next Wednesday. Ooh, I haven't had him on, I think, in... Oh, I don't know. It's been a while. So he's been on like probably three or four times, but I am so stoked to have Martin back on the show here and he's going to play locally. So we'll get into all of that next week when Martin Sexton is my guest on Local Motion. We also heard music from my friend Carl Allwire, Light of Day, beautiful instrument, oh my God, instrumental. I can't talk today. It's, I don't know what's going on, but anyway. A beautiful instrumental by Carl Allwire called Light of Day. Carl is a co-owner of the Rhinebeck School of Music. He's also a phenomenal guitarist and bassist. He's a recording artist. Um, he hosts many open mics, has for many years. And I love the fact that he wants to get everybody into music and just gives them the opportunity to do so. CarlAllWire.com. Also, Rhinebeck School of Music. Check them out. It is time for musical happenings here on the show. We do this at the end of each show in the hopes that you go support live music because we've got some amazing local venues here. This is in alphabetical order. So we start with the Bardavon, Bardavon and UPAC and Bardavon.org. April 14 and 15, Natalie Merchant. April 28, Amanda Palmer at the Bardavon. April 28, Jim Breuer at UPAC. April 30, Cheetah Rivera in conversation with Harvey Firestein. Barnstock in Woodstock, also BarnstockNY.com, April 16, jazz guitarist Mike Jackson. Bearsville Theater in Woodstock, also BearsvilleTheater.com, April 15, Rick Wakeman of Yes, May 19, Masters of the Telecaster. Caramore in Katona and Caramore.org, April 16, Avalis Quartet, April 23rd, Takis Quartet. City Winery, Hudson Valley in Montgomery and citywinery.com, April 7, Chris Knight Acoustic. Colony in Woodstock, also at colonywoodstock.com. Tonight, Blue Moon. Thursday, Depths of Vic- Wikipedia Live. Friday, a concert for Tom Pacheco. Saturday, Tinder Live with Lane Moore. Sunday, Nashville, Nashville Skyline and Planet Waves. And every Monday is an open mic at Colony. Dogwood and Beacon, also dogwoodbeacon.com. Tonight, Jack Grace. Thursday, Harry Manning. Friday, Circle of Willis and Tom Rigney. And Saturday, Mark Delgado. The Falcon in Marlboro and live at thefalcon.com. They are back open this weekend. Thursday, the Yacht Lobsters. Friday, Tombs Dixon. Saturday, Cubarica Salsa. And Sunday, Basico, Cuyati, and Nagoni Ba. Fisher Center at Bard College. Info at fishercenter.bard.edu. April 8, the Orchestra Now. April 15, Neil Gaiman. Howland Chamber Music Circle at Howland Cultural Center in Beacon, April 16, Inbal Sagav and Juhu Pojonin. Jazz Forum in Tarrytown, info at jazzforumarts.org. 
Friday and Saturday, two shows each night with Karen Allison Trio. Jazzstock at the Senate Garage in Kingston tomorrow. Info at jazzstock.com. John Menegon Sound Embrace. Again, that's tomorrow, April 6th. Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock and levonhelm.com. April 7, John Schofield. April 13, Cabinet. April 14, The Heavy Heavy. May 4th, Josh, Josh Ritter and the Royal City Band. Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center and info at sugarloafpacny.com. April 10, The Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolans. April 12, Melvin Seals and JGB. The Stissing Center in Pine Plains and the stissingcenter.org. April 16th, Sojourner Truth. April 28, Tyler Blanton Group. Tarrytown Music Hall in Tarrytown and tarrytownmusichall.org. April 28th, The Jayhawks. April 30, Martin Sexton and Katie Tunstall. Last but never least, Town Crier in Beacon and towncrier.com. Every Thursday is an open mic. Friday on the salon stage, Jerry Lee. Friday on the main stage, Spyro Gyra. Saturday on the Salon Stage, Journey Blue Heaven. Saturday Main Stage, The Tom Petty Project. Sunday Brunch with Mark Delgado. And Sunday Evening, Beacon Song Smiths. Now, I'm going to play one last track here. Uh, hopefully, we'll get through some of it. And I just want to tell you more, a little bit in depth about this show that's happening this Sunday at Colony, brought to you by Eric Squindo. And I'm going to play a track of Eric's now. And this show that's happening Sunday is celebrating the 54th anniversary of Nashville Skyline, the Bob Dylan album. And it's featuring some great Woodstock musicians. Again, this show is happening this Sunday, April 9th, doors at 7, show at 8 p.m. Tickets available, colonywoodstock.com and presented by Eric Squindo. Let's take a listen to a track from Eric Squindo's EP called Back on the Scene. We're going to hear Damn the Soothsayer. I'll be back next week. Stay tuned for Dr. J. And I'll be back next week with Martin Sexton. Two weeks, Annalise and Ryan. Three weeks, Lee Falco. So we've got a great lineup here. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and the Facebook page under Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR. Until next time, I wish you all peace. And I'll trade them for a dream Come share in my trouble Got more than I need It's hard to keep waiting When that weight's put on Damn the soothsayer He got it all wrong I can still hear her say Don't you worry my son I'm not going away I'll be there when you're lonesome Looking for a song Damn the soothsayer I'll never be gone 
what's coming up next Oh damn, the soothsayer It's anybody's guess Keep 